Nature is a place where we can find adventure, make discoveries, and get back to our roots. I'm Lisa B., artist and storyteller here at EcoSight, and I love dreaming up original stories like this one to share with you. I'm psyched you're coming along with me on this adventure. It's time for a story. This is Lion Face. On a pleasant street full of tall trees and children at play lived a fearless five-year-old boy named Griffin. Griffin played outside with his friends every day after school, dangling from tire swings and running through yards with sticks he could barely carry. Neighborhood parents took turns looking out for sneaky dragons and crafty wizards that threatened to overthrow this league of littles. Griffin rarely came back through the front door of his home with an ounce of energy left in his little body. One Friday, Griffin walked home from school with his friend and her grandfather. Griffin scaled the steep steps of his front yard and a few more up the front porch where his mother was waiting. She gave him a soft smile and his after-school hug, and they went inside. Griffin dropped his heavy backpack full of art supplies and warm morning clothes near the front door, and he thundered down the hallway. He was eager to start the weekend. He jumped up on the living room couch, shoes and all, balancing on the billowy cushions. His mother sat down beside him and turned off the television. She asked him about his day, which was filled with his great achievements and the good work of his classmates. When Griffin finished his tales and caught his breath, he asked to go outside to play with his friends. He had already leaped from the couch and was running for the door. His mother called to him and told him he must play on his own today. He was confused because it was Friday, and he played outside with his friends for even longer on Fridays. Just then, Griffin's father pulled into the driveway and walked the steep steps up the front yard and a few more up the front porch. He dropped his work bag full of papers and dirty coffee mugs at the front door beside Griffin's backpack, and the three of them plopped down at the kitchen table. They had barely started talking before Griffin shouted out his desperate plea to go outside and play with his friends. His mother gave him the look that he knew all too well that disappointed glance when he already knew the answer. His father said no, too. Griffin was upset. Griffin's face fell into his folded arms on the table, and his parents stayed quiet for a moment. Then his mother gently explained to him that germs were spreading from friend to friend and so he must play by himself until the germs went away. Well, Griffin did not believe this for one minute. He picked his head up out of his arms, put his hands on his hips, and marched himself over to the front door to prove that his friends were playing together outside. But when he looked to the street and across their yards, there was no one there. Griffin stayed in his own yard that Friday and played all the fun games by himself. He slayed dragons, he climbed in the trees like a leopard, and he dug for worms just to see how many he could find, which was a lot. Griffin had fun, but he missed playing with his friends. The next day was Saturday, and Saturday was full of more playtime than Friday. 
Griffin ran down the stairs already dressed in his play clothes. He even forgot about breakfast as he headed for the front door. Where are you hurrying off to, young man? his mother asked. Out to play with my friends. It's Saturday, Griffin replied. His mother's face grew a sad look, and she told him he still could not play with his friends. He went outside and played in his own yard, where he chased chattering squirrels and scooped up their half-eaten acorns. His parents came out to play, too. They drew funny messages to neighbors in chalk on their front steps. They played music through the front window while they ate lunch on the lawn, and they even went for a walk down the street, being careful to keep a safe distance from other people and their germs. When Monday came, Griffin was surprised to learn that he would not be going to school this week. His mother and father would be staying home to work, too. Griffin missed his friends and was getting sadder and sadder. Griffin stayed inside for part of each day to practice his reading. He was one of the best readers in his kindergarten class. His mother sat at the other end of the table making masks out of colorful fabric she saved from Griffin's baby clothes. She told him the masks would catch germs from coughs and sneezes. At the end of each week, she packaged up the masks and sent them away in the mail. One sunny Monday morning, as Griffin read out loud to himself, his mother sorted through another small pile of his baby clothes. She found a particularly adorable outfit and got an idea. She cut and sewed and attached rubber bands and mended a little more until she made the perfectly sized mask. She walked around the table and stood behind Griffin, who was absorbed in his book about elephants. She lowered the mask over his face and slid the rubber bands around his ears. They both let out a little giggle. Then she led him to the bathroom where he saw, gazing back at him in the mirror, the mighty face of a lion. They both let out a little roar. That afternoon and every afternoon that week, Griffin ran around his front yard in his lion face mask. He roared at the sassy squirrels as they scattered in front of him. He roared at the crows as they circled above. And he roared at the neighbor's silly little house cat. One day, standing at the top of his yard, Griffin roared at a family walking by on the street below. The young son stared blankly at Griffin as he kept walking hand in hand with his parents. Griffin's mother was watching at the front door, and her heart was heavy. She got an idea. Over the next several days, Griffin read his stories at the kitchen table while his mother worked hard at making masks. By the end of the week, she had filled a small box with masks, yet she did not prepare it for the mail. Instead, she wrote a note on the box and left it open on the street at the bottom of the steps. The note read, Free for Little Faces, and inside the box were little wild animal masks. The next day was Saturday, and that morning Griffin once again ran outside to play in his lion mask. In the backyard, he roared at the clouds that blew away. He roared at the leaves that shook on their branches. And he roared at the mouse from whom he ran away. When he reached the front yard, families were walking by on the street. With persistence, Griffin roared from his perch. A little girl turned to look at him with the face of a tigress, and she roared back. <laughs> 
Griffin was surprised, and he turned to look at his front door where his mother stood grinning. And even though his mouth was covered, she could see his smile in his eyes. Griffin stayed outside for most of the afternoon to watch the parade of animals on his street. He felt happy when they responded to his roars with monkey calls and hyena laughs, and the parades marched by on most weekends that followed. After one particularly active afternoon of animal sightings, Griffin the lion went inside and found his parents standing in front of the television. He heard the announcer say that the germs had gone away. The adults would be going back to work and the children would be going back to school. His parents were hugging when they noticed Griffin. They turned to him with smiles and tears in their eyes. The three of them raised their claws and they each let out a lion's roar. The following Monday morning, Griffin walked into his classroom where his classmates sat quietly at their desks. Griffin dropped his backpack and hung his coat near the door. When he turned around to face the class, his friends began reaching into their pockets and pulling out their wild animal masks. Griffin could barely contain his giggles as he reached back into his coat pocket and pulled out his lion face. Hope you enjoyed this eco-psyched story as much as I did. It's time for a little trivia about lions. Do you know the easiest way to tell a male lion's age? Push pause if you want to venture a guess. Okay, let's find out the easiest way to tell a male lion's age. According to the World Wildlife Fund, a good gauge of a male lion's age is the darkness of his mane. The darker the mane, the older the lion. Now, do you know any good jokes about lions? I do. On which day do lions eat the most? On Tuesday. What do you call a lion wearing a stylish hat? Well, a dandelion, of course. Visit the Lion Face episode post on the EcoPsyched Facebook page to share your own funny and appropriate lion jokes. Let's get together again soon for another EcoPsyched story. Hey, grown-ups! If you and the children in your lives enjoyed this original EcoPsyched story, please consider giving EcoPsyched five stars on iTunes. Check out EcoPsyched on Facebook and Instagram too. Visit EcoPsyched.com to find more stories and explore episode artwork. Thank you for joining me, Lisa B., on this EcoPsyched Stories adventure. See you next time. Bye.